Welcome back, everybody. It's another brand new episode of the Crowd Noise Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Martinez. Thursday, June 20th, 2019. Uh, I have been tremendously sick these past two days, uh, yesterday and today. Um, not of the flu variety, but um, had a migraine for these past two days. So it has not been, uh, as the kids say, a gnarly time for your, the host of the Crowd Noise podcast. It's been a rough two days. But uh, there's no excuses. There's no excuses. Um, Stephen A. Smith, if you've been watching or listening to the Stephen A. Smith show on ESPN, uh, he has been sick these past this past week. He's been sick, and he's gone on national airwaves. Um, and there, there's there's just no excuse. I'm feeling okay right now. I'm feeling good enough to do the show. And even if I wasn't feeling good enough to do the show, we'd be doing it anyway. Because today, this week, has been one of the biggest off weeks in Crowd Noise history. This is a huge show. There's no way we're not having this discussion today. The show must go on. It's happened. Sing it with me. AD is on the way. AD is on the way. It's finally happened. Anthony Davis has been traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. I could have been shot today, and we'd still be having this conversation today together. You and me. We're, we're sticking this thing out. We're soldiering on, and we're going to have a fantastic Thursday today. I promise you. It's fantastic. Can't wait. We're going to get this done. I'm going to power through this. We're going to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers acting like the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to talk about the NBA draft. That's tonight. Can't wait for that. Because, I mean, the draft part of it is not going to be too spectacular. We know basically how the, the top five is going. Zion, Ja, RJ, Jared Culver, and DeAndre Hunter. Maybe not so much in that order. It could be DeAndre Hunter and then Jared Culver. But for the most part, the top five guys, we, we know what's going down. But the trades, that's what's going to make things really interesting. The trades, and the Lakers might be uh, you know, engaged in trade talks again. We're going to talk about that very soon. We got a good quote of the week this week. Some football stuff. We're gonna, I'm spoiling it a little bit. We're going to close the show on some football stuff. So look forward to that. So here we go. Let's do this. We finally have not rumors, not theories, not psychic visions into the future. But we actually have a real story. Something that actually happened with the Los Angeles Lakers. They traded for Anthony Davis no less than a week ago. And I told you guys, every time, be on the lookout, every time the Crowd Noise episode finishes recording, some bombshell news goes down. All the t- it happens all the time. And I think it was like Friday or, or Saturday 
when when Anthony Davis was traded to the Lakers a day after we recorded the Crowd Noise podcast. So be on you watch the draft tonight. If you're listening on Thursday, make sure you watch the draft because it's almost a guarantee something nuts is going down because it seems like as soon as the Crowd Noise podcast ends every week, something bananas goes down across the sports world. So be on the lookout for the draft tonight. Um, they finally traded for Anthony Davis. They gave up Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, this year's number four overall pick, and a bunch of picks going into the future with plenty of protections and swaps in favor of the New Orleans Pelicans. And you know, and I know we've all heard so much about the Anthony Davis trade and who won the trade. How's it going? We're kind of all a little bit tired about that. But again, I have to get it. I have to get it done today because it, it hasn't happened for me in, in over a week. Haven't been in the Crowd Noise Podcast recording studio for a week, so we got to talk about it. Um, who won the trade? The Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, you get the best player in the trade. Usually, that's the definition of winning the trade. Yes, they gave up more pieces, but they get. The sure piece. The New Orleans Pelicans, while they have some good young assets, they didn't get shafted. They have a lot of question marks, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. We don't know. It's a question. There's not a definitive answer to it because it's a question, a rhetorical one, I might add. They have Lonzo Ball. They have Brandon Ingram. They have Josh Hart. Three good, not great players, potentially one all-star in that package immediately, Brandon Ingram. If I were the Los Angeles Lakers, and credit to them, they were able, they found a way to keep Kyle Kuzma. They found a way to keep at least one of those guys. Me personally, I would have preferred to swap Kyle Kuzma for Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram is a better basketball player than Kyle Kuzma, though it is not night and day. It is not definitive. Brandon Ingram is, is like a demonstrably better player than Kyle Kuzma. It's not, in, I mean, it's not night and day. I would have preferred to keep Brandon Ingram, but they get Anthony Davis in return. Who cares? You, you got to go. Um, I think he's the best player in that trade. But he does have the blood clot issue. It was, you know, he had the surgery to correct it. That is something we'll have, that remains to be seen how healthy Brandon Ingram will be in the future. Lonzo Ball, we know how I feel about Lonzo Ball. I mean, just completely inept when it comes to scoring the ball. Yes, he's a good defender. No, he is not Gary Payton. He's not Dennis Rodman. He is a good defender. He is not imposing his will defensively on the court on team. So I don't, I mean... And he's already said, now oh, this is what I really want to talk about. You remember in a few, mo- few months ago when the Lakers were desperately trying to get this deal done in February, right before the trade deadline? And Lonzo Ball, and more specifically LeVar Ball, was trying to stop the trade by saying, we won't sign there, we don't want to go to New Orleans, we want to go to Chicago or New York. As if they had, they had the kind of... Uh, clout, I guess, for lack of a better word, in the game of basketball to determine where they wanted to go. And I said it at the time, Kawhi Leonard didn't get to choose where he wanted to go. He went to Toronto. He wanted to go to Los Angeles. 
Paul George didn't get to decide where he wanted to go. He wanted to go to Los Angeles and went to Oklahoma City. And you're telling me Lonzo Ball, who, quite frankly, may be the worst point guard in his draft class. We still haven't seen Markel Fultz at 100%. So we, Lonzo Ball could very well be the worst point guard in his draft class. He's going to dictate where he wants to go in the trade. And now all of a sudden, lo and behold, oh, New Orleans, best city on earth, baby. There's nowhere you'd rather be. Nowhere. And now LeVar's got jokes. Goes on ESPN and says, you guys should have known he was going to New Orleans. You guys should have known he wasn't, he wasn't playing in Los Angeles. It says so on his jersey, no L.A. Spells NOLA, short for New Orleans. Now, now he's got all kinds of jokes. We're real happy in New Orleans now. Big easy, right? What has changed? The fact that now you've actually been traded? Now you actually have to play for the New Orleans Pel- the Pelicans? Lonzo Ball's not re-signing in New Orleans. I'll tell you that right now. With his obnoxious, loudmouth father, they'll find a bigger market. They will absolutely find a team. And maybe not a premier market, Houston, LA, New York, Miami, anything like that. But they will find a bigger market. There will be teams who want the attention, who want the nonsense. They'll bring in Lonzo Ball. So there's one player you've already lost. Because Lonzo Ball, he's already said publicly, he does not want to play in New Orleans now all of a sudden because he's been traded there. New Orleans is the best city on earth. It's not going to happen. I mean, so there's one player. There's a diminishing asset already for the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram, the same thing. I get the sense that he is a big market guy. And he's a good player. Brandon Ingram, I feel, is a, I, and I've said, I, I think he'll be better than Kyle Kuzma. At, right now, as they stand, it's not clear night and day. Brandon Ingram is... Absolutely better than Kyle Kuzma. I think he will be better than Kyle Kuzma. And with that being said, I do think there will be a big market team. There will be teams trying to lure him in free agency when that time comes. I think he will leave New Orleans. So there's two players gone. Josh Hart looks like he's the most open. He's already engaged with the New Orleans fan base. The day he got traded, or the day after he got traded, he was in New Orleans wearing a Pelican shirt, already posting on Instagram. Um, he's a good player, spot-up shooter. Is he a superstar, an all-star? No, he's a really good depth bench guy, which you need. You need those guys. You need those, those shooters, that scoring punch off the bench. You got to have those guys. So I do, I mean, and, and again, it sounds like I'm trying to trash this whole deal. I'm not for the Pelicans. I'm really not. I'm just looking at it in, in total fairness. Let's look at the big picture here. Lonzo Ball and his father have said months ago, we're not going to New Orleans. We don't like, we don't like New Orleans. We want to play in a big market. Now, all of a sudden, we're here. We're winning the NBA title. It's more of the Ball family kind of nonsense. So I'm not really buying in that they're, they're buying in on New Orleans. Brandon Ingram is kind of, um, he's kind of a mute. I like Brandon Ingram because he's very quiet. You don't get enough, and especially you know, when, you're, when you're on the same team as uh, Lonzo Ball, and ergo, LeVar Ball, a quiet player, can really go a long way. But I get the sense he wants a big market. I get the sense Brandon Ingram hungers for the spotlight, right? And then Josh Hart, a depth guy. Okay, great. He's young. You can develop him. He'll get better. Is he going to be a superstar shooting guard? Probably not, right? And then you have all those draft picks in the future. Will it Hurt the Lakers' growth in the future as far as building depth? Sure. 
because you're not going to have those draft picks. You're going to have to assemble the rest of your roster with different strategies, which is what the Lakers are already trying to do. Um, but are they giving up superstars? Are they giving up lottery picks? Are they giving up, you know, French face of the franchise type guys? No. Guys, remember, they, they traded for Anthony Davis when they already had LeBron James. And they were able to keep Kyle Kuzma. And they're trying to look for another superstar to add around those three guys. Kyle Kuzma's not a superstar, but he will be a lot better next to Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You get LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you figure out the rest. You get those two guys first, and, and you figure out the rest as you go along. The Lakers are going to be good, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to be really good. If the Warriors were fully healthy next season, the Lakers would still be a legitimate threat to dethrone the Golden State Warriors. And the Golden State Warriors are not healthy next year. So they are, And Vegas already has them as the favorites by far to win the title next year. Those first-round picks are not going to have the same value as the Lakers' picks have had over the past six years. And don't fool yourself. Just because they had the ping-pong balls bounce their way this season, that doesn't happen every single year. It's not a guarantee that those picks are going to be top five, top ten, top 15 picks. Okay? So if you're giving New Orleans late first-round picks, and maybe they're really good at drafting in the late first round. Good for New Orleans, but you have to be, you have to be good at that. The New Orleans Pelicans have to be able to draft deep into the first round. Okay, so you're giving up late first round picks to players who are likely or unlikely to re-sign with New Orleans and an off-the-bench shooter in exchange for Anthony Davis, the best center in all of basketball. The Lakers win this trade. If they win one championship, they win the trade. This was the idea. In baseball, you, you siphon your farm system for a, a reliever, a closer. I mean, you know, it doesn't even always have to be a superstar. It can just be a guy to put your team over the top. If you win a World Series, even if you, you, kinda, you stunt your growth in the future by giving up prospects, if you win a world championship, you won the trade. If the Lakers only win one championship... For the rest of LeBron's, LeBron James's contract, they win the trade. That's how this works. And they have two years, potentially three, to get it done. And then think, when LeBron is gone, Anthony Davis has already said he plans on signing an extension with the Los Angeles Lakers. He's coming back. This is not a rental. This is where he wanted to go. The Lakers or the Knicks, and preferably the Lakers because they have LeBron James and the Knicks have James Dolan. He's coming back. There will be people in the future wanting to play with Anthony Davis. He's only 26. He might just be entering his prime, and this is how good he's been in his career. He might not even be in his prime yet. We may not have even have seen the best version of Anthony Davis you're telling me no one's going to want to play with him in Los Angeles in the future? That's a, I'll take that bet. And they're already clearing up space to add guys immediately next to LeBron and Anthony Davis. And let's kind of shift gears to that now. This is where I kind of, the Lakers are starting to rear their dysfunctional head 
a little bit. And the reason I say that, they kind of, they have a decision facing them. You can add another suit because remember this is uh, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was acquired via trade, meaning there are still this cash crop free agency class that they can add from. They can still sign a marquee free agent, and they need a point guard now with Lonzo Ball out and Rajon Rondo being a free agent. They do. They literally need a point guard. Signing Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker could be a route they choose to go. Or they could build around LeBron and Anthony Davis. They could stop there and build depth. 3 and D guys, Trevor Ariza, guys like that. Uh, J.J. Redick, he's not, a, he's not the D guy, but he is the 3 version of the 3 and D player. Um, if you put J.J. Redick next to LeBron James, good Lord. That would be a nightmare to defend. My goodness. And alongside Anthony Davis as well. Um, or you can go the other route, which it seems the route that they're, they're choosing to go. You add a third superstar, and then the rest of your roster is just vet minimums. I mean, absolutely. You just, you just pick up anyone off the street and hope your big three can take care of business. And it seems like the smart move, the wise choice, the grown-up decision would be to, to build depth, right? Kawhi Leonard is one superstar, he won the NBA championship with a bunch of really good players around him, not superstars, really good players. And that was one guy. The Lakers now have two superstars. But they're making it a big deal. They're, making an em- they're putting an emphasis on creating a max slot for a third superstar. And so that tells me they're choosing the superstar route because if they were just going to build depth, they would just go with what they have. And because the NBA is very confusing, it's not, here's some players, give me that player, the trade is over. Uh, if the trade goes through, it is, has not officially gone through yet. It will not officially go through. Uh, it will not officially go through until July 6th. And if they wait until July 30th, the Lakers will have that max slot. But it seems like the Pelicans are not inclined to help the Lakers that much. They're already giving them Anthony Davis. They're not going to hook them up with more cap space. So the trade is going through on July 6th, meaning the Lakers would only have $23 million in cap space, not 32. So they're trying to move currently Mo Wagner, Isaac Bonga, and Jamario Jones. The other three players they have on roster, currently the Lakers have six players on roster and they're trying to trade half of that in exchange for a second-round pick, which they would use tonight, um, and really in exchange for that cap space. So they're going after Kyrie Irving and Kemba Walker. They're trying to build that, that super team, which is fine. But buyer beware. Look at what happened in the Golden State Warriors. They had five All-Stars Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, Boogie Cousins. And they lost. I mean, they were decimated by injuries. The story of this year's finals cannot be told without the injuries. I don't... They were hurt. They were absolutely injured. Klay Thompson went down. Boogie Cousins was not fully injured. I mean, excuse me, was not fully healthy. He was coming off a quad injury, coming off of an Achilles tear. Uh, Kevin Durant tears his Achilles. Andre Godala, who's not even a superstar, but he was banged up. You know, the game one of the series was not fully healthy. And they lost to Toronto, who was fully healthy. 
not taking anything away from Toronto, but I think we all feel like if Golden State is healthy, they win that series. But because they were not fully healthy, they had to depend on their bench guys, which was not very deep. They were relying heavily on guys like Quinn Cook, who had a pretty good series, but he wasn't putting them over the top. Guys like uh, Jonas Urebko, it, it just wasn't enough. So, I mean, and again, we've seen the Lakers had injury problems this season, and it collapsed. They didn't even make the playoffs this year. So just buy our beware with that. If they are fully healthy, and Frank Vogel, and Frank Vogel, good Lord, he has all the pressure in the world on him right now. I feel sorry for that man right now. First season already, there's a sense that he wasn't the front office's first choice. He wasn't the guy. You have Jason Kidd breathing down your neck. And now you get Anthony Davis. And instantly like that, the Lakers are now, now have title expectations. If you don't get to at least the finals, Frank Vogel is likely fired this season. I mean, he has all the pressure in the world. Load management is going to be huge for this team, especially if they go towards Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker. And now Kyrie Irving all of a sudden... Looks like he might be headed to L.A. Uh, it was saying, that just it, it's crazy how quickly the NBA moves. It's so fast. I love it. There's stories coming out constantly. I don't even know. As since I've been recording, there could have been trades and stories that have leaked since, since I started recording this. Uh, two days ago, it said um, there was a report. Kyrie is very likely to go to the Nets. Book it. And then just yesterday, the next day, it said the Nets are weary of signing Kyrie Irving. It didn't say weary. It actually said unlikely to sign Kyrie Irving if he cannot bring Kevin Durant along with him. Kevin Durant, who will not even be playing this upcoming NBA season. So it's unlikely that Kevin Durant... And we don't know still. So this kind of all depends on what Kevin Durant is going to do. Will he opt into that final year with Golden State and then test free agency next season? Will he test, test free agency now and then kind of be a redshirt player um, and what teams would even be you know, interested in, in, in Kevin Durant a year later. Obviously, we know the Nets, the, the Brooklyn Nets will be uh, alongside Kyrie Irving. So who knows? If the Nets are out on Kyrie Irving, and it seems like Kyrie Irving is absolutely out on Boston, where else does he go but Los Angeles, California? Kemba Walker, the same thing. Uh, he said that he does not necessarily require a super max from the Charlotte Hornets to re-sign. He said he'll take less money for the Hornets to build around him. This is my argument to Kemba Walker in that decision. He's been playing on a small contract his whole career. What if they brought him? Nick Batum? Miles Bridges? Lance Stevenson a few years ago? Who's coming to Charlotte? Honestly, who is going to Charlotte, North Carolina? To play not only for a small market team, but for an owner whose pockets are not necessarily as deep as teams like the Clippers. Steve Ballmer, multi-billionaire. Michael Jordan, while he is his heirness, deserves all of our respect, has not shown the savvy business intellect as an NBA owner, shall we say. He's got the Jordan shoes, that's what makes him a billionaire. And the shoes are fantastic. You have plenty. You have like two or three pairs in your closet. I have pair in my closet. He's got money. 
but he does not have Balmer money. He does not have Laker money. Now, the Bus family is not... I'm not sure if they're billionaires. They're probably pretty close if they're not. But they also have the Laker brand to defer to. So you can cancel out the Charlotte Hornets with the Los Angeles Lakers. Why would you... I don't understand why in the world you would take less money to re-sign with a small market team who is unlikely to bring in any free agents and incredibly unlikely to make the playoffs when you can go to a big market team, play with two of the top seven players on planet Earth, guarantee a trip to the NBA playoffs, virtually guarantee a trip to the NBA finals, and potentially win an NBA championship. For Kyrie Irving, the option to say no makes a little bit more sense. He may be dead set in his ways to prove that he is not the Robin to LeBron James' Batman, which is fine, a decision I can respect. Always bet on yourself. But for Kemba Walker, and he's got a championship ring already. But for Kemba Walker, who has unproven in the postseason, not because of his doing, but because of the dysfunction in Charlotte, is unproven in the postseason. He's only been there twice, I believe, if not once to the NBA postseason. Um, this is your chance. You play with Anthony Davis, you play with LeBron James, you play with Kyle Kuzma. You find anyone off the street to fill off that, that fifth spot in the starting lineup. You find anyone off the street to fill up the rest of that bench. You win the West, you go to the finals, and you have a chance to play on the basketball's biggest stage. I don't see how... Kemba Walker can turn that down, really. It's going to take Charlotte a max contract to even get Kemba Walker to consider going to Charlotte after everything I just listed. And again, if you, if you offer Kemba Walker that max contract, there's, no, there's nobody around him. They're not going to win. He'll spend the rest of his prime in Charlotte and the rest of his career in Charlotte. He'll be the greatest player in Hornets history. He'll have a number retired. They'll build a statue for him in front of their arena. And that'll be it. Or he can go to L.A. Anthony Davis. LeBron. NBA championships. Big market. Opportunities for sponsorships. I don't see how they don't land Kemba Walker. That seems almost as sure a thing as the Lakers have seen in the past six years. Because now they actually, again, going back to the beginning of the show, they actually have something now. This isn't speculation. This isn't rumors. It's not hope. It's not ideas. They actually have LeBron. They actually have Anthony Davis. And they actually have a chance at winning the Western Conference and winning the NBA finals how does Kimball Walker turn that down I don't see it they will make moves tonight you will see the Los Angeles Lakers engaged in a trade I promise you I guarantee it this week I am making a guarantee a few weeks ago I said I'm not making the Broadway Joe guarantee this week I am the Lakers will absolutely move pieces around being Mo Wagner which I just love to say sad to see him go because I just love to say Mo Wagner it sounds very Sounds very niche. Uh, Isaac Bonga, Jamario Jones in exchange for a second-round pick. And I'm very excited, too, because you guys know how much I love college basketball. It's rumored, this is a rumor, um, that the Lakers are looking at two of my favorite college players, Kyle Guy and Luke May. 
Kyle Guy is very interesting because he does play point guard. You're going to need a backup point guard. He's kind of a point guard, shooting guard combo, you know, mix. He's not very talented. He's going in the second round. But Kyle Guy would be very interesting because he fits the kind of mold that the Lakers have been drafting for the past few years. These point combo guards who can shoot and come off the bench, um, i.e. Josh Hart, i.e. Sviatoslav Mikhailuk. I said the whole name, give uh, A plus for me there, who they traded away, both of those players. But they, it does kind of fit the mold of the players that the Lakers have been drafting late first round, early second round. It would be very interesting to see them draft Kyle Guy in the second round. Someone who I think could be useful in spurts. Luke May is slightly undersized, who I, I love Luke May. He's got, I mean, just fantastic old man YMCA game. Using the backboard on, on mid-range jump shots, he can rebound the ball. But how effective will he be in the NBA? I'm not I'm, I'm not too confident. I, I hope he is. I love Luke May. Was, I mean, you guys know how high I was on, on North Carolina this year. Luke May was, I mean, fantastic. Um, Kyle Guy, I think, is more effective because of his shooting ability and his ability to come off of the ball, come off of screens um, a la Clay Thompson and shoot um, without the ball. I think they could use and because they, they did that a lot in Virginia. It was all about team basketball, coming off of off-ball screens, catching and shooting. Kyle Guy would be really effective off the bench for the Lakers, I feel. And it would it would create that max slot for the Los Angeles Lakers, likely going after Kyrie or Kemba. Not likely, they are. They're going after Kyrie and Kemba. I would say Kemba has to be your number one because Kyrie is, you don't know what the situation is there as far as his free agency market because now we don't know what the Nets plan is. And do you want to go to Kyrie Irving first, get denied, and then go to Kemba Walker, and nothing stays a secret in L.A.? Absolutely nothing. It would be all over the news. Then Kemba Walker knows he's your second choice. That would make things a little bit harder because in Charlotte, he's, he'd be a hero. He'd be a legend in Charlotte, North Carolina. He is absolutely their first choice. So you have to go after Kemba Walker, Walker first, I would say. And I don't see how he turns that down. I really don't. Kemba Walker, an extremely loyal guy. Loyalty does not always pay off in the NBA. It really doesn't. LeBron James left Cleveland twice. And he's a three-time NBA champion. Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. NBA champion. The only time loyalty really paid off was Jordan and Kobe. Two very pristine franchises. The Bulls and the Lakers. Not the Hornets, not the Heat, not the Cavs, the Lakers, the Bulls. I was about to say the Knicks, but no. Um, Kemba Walker, be loyal to yourself. He's given everything he possibly can to Charlotte. I don't see how they could burn his jersey if he leaves. I think they would probably expect him to choose L.A. over Charlotte in this scenario. So it's, you know, things are looking up and up in Los Angeles. We actually have something to talk about. And it's not done yet. Tonight is the NBA draft. There are still moves to be made. Free agency hasn't even started. It starts in 10 days. Today's June 20th. It starts June 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern. So be on the lookout for that. And we, I mean, it hasn't even begun. I, I can't even wait. And the opening salvo has been fired with Anthony Davis being traded to the Lakers and it's not over yet. And it's not just the Lakers. There are plenty of other teams who are going to be engaged in free agency. 
and engage, especially with the Warriors being out. And here's why, final point I'm going to make here. The Lakers need to go all in on, on winning now. And I don't, like I said earlier, the wise move would be to build depth, right? But I don't hate the idea of them building a super team because Golden State is out of the equation this season. Clay, Kevin Durant is out for the year. If Klay Thompson comes back, it won't be until March, April, right before the playoffs. And he may not be ready at that point, right? So it'd be hard for them to even get into the playoffs with just Stephen Curry and Draymond Green. If Klay Thompson comes back and he's ready for the playoffs, they'd be a threat. But I don't see how they can just turn it on and just steamroll teams in the Western Conference play. Especially, I mean, they could. If it was just Steph and Clay and Draymond, let's just let's say Kevin Durant was everyone was healthy. Kevin Durant leaves, the Warriors are fully healthy. Yeah, it'd be hard for me to bet against Golden State even without Kevin Durant because they'd be healthy. You're talking about Clay Thompson coming off of a major injury. It's it, it's hard for me to to bet on Golden State in that capacity. Who's beaten the Lakers? Roll call, Western Conference. Portland. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. Are they you taking them over LeBron, Anthony Davis? Answer is no. Uh, Oklahoma City, Paul George, Russell Westbrook. Are you taking them over Anthony Davis, LeBron James? No. Uh, Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic. Uh, Nikola Jokic. And Jamal Murray, are you taking them over Anthony Davis, LeBron James? No. Who's beaten them in the West? Nobody. And that's not even counting Kemba Walker. No one has beaten the Lakers, Okay. Honest, I mean, who are you picking in the West over the Los Angeles Lakers? The Jazz? They just added Mike Conley. That's going to beat the Lakers? No. Um, the Eastern Conference. This is where things could get very interesting in the, in the potential finals. Uh, the Raptors. And again, in the Clipper, if Kawhi comes to the Clippers, that'd be a really fun Western Conference final series. Clippers, Lakers. The Clippers' depth against the Lakers' top-heavy lineup. Still kind of still leaning towards Anthony Davis and the Lakers at that point. But look at the Eastern Conference. This is where things would get interesting because you'd have a similar matchup as you did with the Clippers. You'd have a lot of depth against a really top-heavy lineup. Milwaukee, tons of depth. Let's say, um, and again, if Kawhi stays in the East, and Kawhi Leonard fears no man. He is not concerned one bit about the Lakers acquiring Anthony Davis. That is not have, It's not going to have anything to do with him deciding uh, to stay in the East potentially because he, he wants to avoid LeBron and Anthony Davis. Kawhi fears no man, literally. I don't think that will factor into his decision. I said a few weeks ago, I think he could stay in Toronto, and a lot of people kind of looked at me like, "That's you're crazy, you're dumb. Why would he stay there? Now all of a sudden, the, the final two teams he's considering are the Clippers and the Raptors. Lo and behold, I think he will stay in the East. So even still, you have the reigning uh, NBA champions. A lot of depth. Against the Lakers' top-heavy lineup, uh, Milwaukee, tons of depth. Philly um, could potentially lose a lot. Tobias Harris is a free agent. Jimmy Butler, J.J. Redick. We don't know what the scenario is with any of those three guys. They could be out of the equation entirely. Boston loses Kyrie Irving. They lose Al Horford. They lose Anthony Davis, all in the span of less than a week. They're not beating the Lakers. So... I don't hate the idea of them going all in on Kemba Walker and going going all in on right now rather than building the depth around LeBron and Anthony Davis because it's wide open. It is wide open for the Lakers. 
They do need a whole roster, though. I will say that. They only have... Technically, they only have three guys on the roster because the other three guys they're trying to get rid of. So they only have three players on the active roster, which you cannot win an NBA championship with. But if they were able to add Kemba Walker, there's going to be plenty of veteran players out there who are willing to take the minimum just for an easy championship ring. I wouldn't doubt it. So Los Angeles Lakers, I mean, it, it's showtime. Now on to the quote of the week. I know, already the quote of the week. It's going to be one of the shorter episodes in the crowd noise pantheon. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be completely honest. I'd rather be honest with you than try and, try and duck your, you know, your speculations. I have not scouted the entire NBA draft class. I haven't. I watch a lot of college basketball. But I do not know the entire top-to-bottom NBA draft class. And this is a draft class, like I said, really three guys at the top that are studs. And the top five guys, um, the next two guys really that are going in the top five, really even have any potential. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing those, those college guys, those good college players get drafted, like Luke May, Kyle Guy. Um, guys like that, you know seniors who are like, oh, I remember those guys. He's a great player at Carolina, Virginia, Duke, you know, whatever, but probably not going to have much success in the NBA. Let's be quite honest. We're not doing like extensive, like a mock draft, like full two rounds. It's not in the budget, okay? So we're just, we're just moving on. We know Zion's going first. We know Ja's going second. And we know RJ's going three. The biggest question mark is what order is Jarrett Culver and DeAndre Hunter going in? Four or five. So... On to the quote of the week. And by the way, I was speaking of those trades that were going down. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks acquired the number four pick from the New Orleans Pelicans in exchange. The Pelicans get the number eight pick, 17th pick, and the 35th pick from the Atlanta Hawks in exchange for that number four pick and the 57th pick in this draft. Solomon Hill and a future second round pick as well going to the Pelicans. That's what they wanted. They wanted a, a veteran guard. A veteran score defender. They, the Pelicans think they can get to the playoffs this year, which good on them. And they do. I mean, it, it's. I don't see it, but they do have a. They do have a puncher's chance to get into the playoffs. It would be incredibly ironic if they met up with the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. I would. That'd be must-watch TV. I would watch that if it were pay-per-view. That'd be fantastic to see uh, Anthony Davis against the Pelicans in the first round of the playoffs. But we move on. Draft is tonight. Can't wait. The most exciting part about this draft, and again, here we're doing it all over again. No draft coverage, and then we're going to go on a 30-minute tangent about tonight's draft. Um, the most exciting part, of our, exciting part about this draft, I need a, a speech therapist, are the trades. And we don't know what the trades are until they happen, right? And there haven't been any rumor. The only rumored trade has been this one, the Pelicans and the Hawks for that number four pick. The Hawks like, excuse me, yeah, the, the Hawks likely to take Jarrett Culver with that number four pick, pair him alongside Trey Young and John Collins. The Hawks are building a really nice team. I like what the Hawks are doing. Um, but the trades haven't happened. We have to wait for the Lakers to see what the Lakers are going to do. That's going to be one of the bigger draft moves, not because they're going to be acquiring a superstar or anything like that, or because they're going to be sending out a superstar, but because the speculation begins, what are they doing with that max spot? Um, the, and again, of the rest of those teams in the, in the lottery, 
who are missing out on the studs at the top three will likely try to move around, try and swap picks in exchange for next year. So we, I mean, we can't really talk about those trades until they happen. So on to the quote of the week. We end every single episode with the quote of the week. It's the best quote I saw in the past week, and I put it at the end of the show, and I call it the quote of the week. So here we go. Quote, I think he's going to end up being one of the most dominant quarterbacks in this league. Cardinals running back David Johnson's talking about Josh Rosen, who was traded on draft night, um, to the Miami Dolphins from the Arizona Cardinals, essentially in exchange for Kyler Murray. Um, David Josh Rosen played his rookie year in Arizona. He was traded away from the Cardinals because they wanted to draft Kyler Murray. I think it was the first time ever where a team took two quarterbacks in the first round back-to-back, or really in the first top ten. First time that team took two quarterbacks in the top ten back-to-back years. Uh, they gave up on Rosen in only one year, and now they're opting for Kyler Murray. Uh, and I've been, I guess, I, I guess I'm, I'm all in on the charity cases, you know, quote unquote, all in on Josh Rosen. You guys know this. All in on Markel Fultz. I'm not giving up on that. We, he, he's not 100. percent He will be. He's had an entire year to rest and get healthy. He's going to play in the smaller market in Orlando. Well, he won't have the kind of media pressure. So I'm all in on Markel Fultz and Josh Rosen. Um, and everyone is all in on Kyler Murray, right? He's so hyped up. Y'all sleeping on him because he's small. Look, the Cardinals were not the worst team in the league because of Josh Rosen. The Cardinals were the worst team in the league because the Cardinals are not a good football team, hashtag analysis. And all the problems that Josh Rosen had to overcome were not addressed by the Arizona Cardinals. They did not fix their offensive line, which is worse and the worst in football. They did not address the defensive side of the ball, really. They tried to give Kyler Murray some more weapons on offense. But they're not going to be very effective if David Johnson isn't effective. He's not a threat because the offensive line is garbage. Kyler Murray is not going to have any time to throw the football to Larry Legend and the receivers that they picked up because he's not going to have any time in the pocket, they did not address their true problems. You just drafted Josh Rosen, who I think has a ton of potential. And it's not just coming from me. It's coming from David Johnson, former teammate of Josh Rosen. There was absolutely no reason for him to come out and say this. There was zero reason. It was actually better for the Cardinals if he didn't say this, really, because you have a brand new, another rookie quarterback for the second year uh, in a row. You have a rookie head coach in the, in the NFL there was no reason for David Johnson to come out and say this whatsoever. He could have just said, yeah, I hope, I hope the best for him. Good luck in Miami. He came out and said, I think he's going to be one of the most dominant quarterbacks in the league. A guy they just traded away. You don't hear that kind of stuff from players, especially in the NFL. Well, not in, in, just in the NFL, period. You don't hear that from teams when they trade someone away. Ask someone how they feel about Anthony Davis in New Orleans right now. They're not going to say anything like this, even though it's true. Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to be a force of nature. I don't think anyone in New Orleans is going to come out and say that. So for David Johnson to say this, that tells me he sees something in Josh Rosen that clearly the front office did not. They got caught up in the luster and the shine of Kyler Murray. And I'm not rooting against him. I'm just a realist. A realist. Look at the situation that he inherits. The same exact situation that Josh Rosen inherited. And it is the same situation because they didn't 
Obviously, they haven't used a first-round pick on any other position in offense for the past two years. So there's no excuses for Kyler Murray, right? He should be better than Josh Rosen if, he's, if we're sleeping on him, bro, right? The Cardinals made a huge mistake, which I said they did. There's no reason for them to bail out on Josh Rosen as soon as they did. They had to build that offensive line, and they elected to not go that route. So you have David Johnson, arguably your best player on the team outside of Patrick Peterson, saying he thinks a guy they traded away is going to be the most dominant or one of the most dominant quarterbacks in this league. We'll just have to wait and see, right? That brings us to the end of the show this week. Uh, thanks for stopping by. I know it was a shorter uh, it was a shorter episode, and it actually doesn't have anything to do with me being sick these past few days. I actually feel pretty good right now. Um, the draft is, it's yeah, we're going to have to watch. The draft stuff, all the, all the exciting stuff with the draft is going to happen during the draft. I mean, I, I don't have a huge uh, big board. I elected to not do the hot takes. This guy's a bust. That guy's a sleeper. I didn't want to scream at you for 20 minutes about who's going to be a, a bust or whatever because uh, I haven't really studied the whole draft board. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, and the big news of the week, obviously, was the Lakers and Anthony Davis. And then everything that has to do with that, I kind of covered – inadvertently that's my fault i i gave it all away in in one go but hey the draft is tonight and this is this episode came out a little bit later because that was i I almost died this morning so it's perfect timing by the time you're finished listening to this the draft should be on you can go seamlessly from podcast to television 2019 the era of technology what more could you possibly possibly want from me um thanks for stopping by guys it really means a lot uh, make sure you subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if that's where you're listening, if you're coming from Anchor, make sure you follow um, and share with your friends. It truly means a lot. It would really help me out. Um, I need some more uh, controllers for my Nintendo Switch. So if I could get monetized again, that would be fantastic. If you guys could share, I would I would truly, truly appreciate that. Um, I will talk to you guys next week. Watch the draft tonight. It's going to be tons of fun. And next week will be tons of fun as well because it'll be three days from the beginning of free agency in the NBA. And I'm sure we're going to hear plenty of rumors from now until next week. So uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. It's going to be a lot of fun.